Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Dope Black Woman podcast, the podcast where we share stories of black excellence as part of our safe digital sisterhood. I'm Leanne Levos. I'm Rashan. You can call me Shan. I'm Livs. This week, we'll be talking about religion and spirituality. So religion tends to be a big part of some people's lives and to other people it doesn't mean anything at all. And for others, it sits somewhere in the middle. So this week we're talking about as black women, how religion and spirituality fits into our lives, really. So for you guys, how much does religion play a part in your life? Um, I don't know. It's an interesting thing, actually. So I was raised religious. Um, my dad was a Methodist. And so we went to church every Sunday. I did the whole shebang. I was baptized, went to nursery school, confirmed, etc., etc. Um, And my mom was less religious and more kind of spiritual like she just drew from different religions so she was raised Hindu but then also took on elements of Christianity and um, she always just felt like uh, religion regardless of what religion you're dealing with the tenets are kind of the same mm. like the the core values whatever religion you're in will always be the same yeah and so I feel like even though I'm not religious now um my moral compass is very much led by that. Led by that, hundred mm. percent. That's kind of my. Um, but I guess I would call myself a Christian, but I just don't know if I'd call myself a practicing Christian. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, but I think that has a lot to do with like how society makes us believe that Christians should act or be, mm. and I think that's the whole something I'll get onto in a minute. But I think that's actually the problem in general with religion. So, like, I would say I'm a Christian. But it took me quite a long time to be able to say, like, actively I'm a Christian. Mm. I'd put it on forms and I would if someone asked me, Oh, are you a Christian? I'd be like, I'm a follower of Christ. And I'd be like, So you're a Christian? I'd be like, okay. <laughs> but it was it wasn't because like I was ashamed of saying that, but it was because when you think of what a Christian is, you have a lot of people have these narratives of these stereotypes in your head of this holier as thou person. They don't listen mm. to secular music. Mm. They don't do this, they don't do this. Hala ha ha ha. And these things are all great for those people. But as I always say every podcast, mind your own. Because actually, to me, what religion is about, it's about faith and it's about developing a relationship with God between you and God. Not you, your mum, your sister, your dad, your uncle. Just you and God. So as long as you and God know what it is, that's what it is. And I think like a lot of people, they stay away, they, they, they avoid Christianity or they avoid faith because they're avoiding what society makes them believe Christianity is. But this is my own experience. But when you actually give it a try, 
you'll realise it's like one of the best experiences ever. But if you have a ne- negative perception of it, you might you might not want to give it a try. And that's what I had. So like, I grew up, my, my family's Seventh-day Adventist. Well, like my mum who oh, raised me in Seventh-day Adventist. I didn't know that. So we went to church on Saturdays. And then with that, I used to play netball at a high level. And there was a time where I had to stop playing netball to attend church. So obviously as a child, I'm going to resent the idea yeah, of being yeah. a Christian or faith because... The thing that I love doing, I can't do. So all my friends, I used to play for Crystal Palace and all my friends that played were able to still go on and play and mm. I couldn't play because I had to go to this thing called church. And at that time, <laughs> I didn't have a relationship with God. I didn't give any toss about going to this place that I was told I had to go to. So it felt like a chore. So if you're yeah. growing up in an environment where going to ch- church is something you don't want to do or you feel excluded when you're there, which was like me. So I went there. I didn't. When they would talk about scriptures or how many chapters or whatever they do in Bible study for kids. All these questions, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I would go to Bible study and sit there and they would come to me and luckily my auntie used to teach it and she would know, <laughs> don't ask me any questions. I didn't know anything. So like, if, if I'm going to church repeatedly and I'm in an environment where I feel excluded, it's going to make me feel disconnected. So with me, the only reason, the only, the only way I became active in relationship with God or became, came to a part to be like, I'm going to be a Christian is that I was going through a really dark place and... I said to, this wasn't even, actually no, this wasn't how I became a Christian, but this is like something that I always look back at as like a, a starting point. But I was in a really dark place here and I was like, God, if you're real, then you will make sure that tomorrow Aww. this does not happen. I'm not gonna, this is my experience of a miracle and I'm not gonna lie, the thing that happened was like, it, it completely transformed. So that was like my first taste of it. But beyond that, it was when I just said to myself one day, I was like, I feel like a lot of, I feel like there's nothing wrong with having a religion because it, does, it doesn't teach you to be anything negative. It only teaches you to be something positive. And to me, like having religion is like the same as having morals or have, or being a nice person. Mm. Like they don't contradict, they're the same thing. So I thought, let me just give it a try and see if um, like what this thing's all about. And I did, I ended up here. That's interesting that you said that because I wonder if it's society that makes you feel that way or if it's the institutionalization of religion. So I feel like my experience is the reverse, whereas when I was younger, I was really into religion. Well, I was really into church and I enjoyed going and I enjoyed... I I actually asked my parents to be confirmed or my Mm. dad to be confirmed because I wanted to commit to God so much. And I think I was like 12 at the time. I Mm. would go to church and I'd have these feelings and moments and I would cry and, you know go to Bible study independently of anybody else forcing me. And then it was only as I got older, maybe when I got to like my teenage years, that I started to question some of the the things that they were teaching. So things around like homosexuality being wrong mm. or, you know, some of the, I guess Methodism is very conservative. It's yeah. yeah. So there are, you know, things about, I remember specifically, I think I was like 16 and there was a woman at my church who she started talking in tongues. And in my it, church, they don't do that. So. Yeah, well, they don't do it, it in Methodism scary. either, in, or in, Method, in Methodist church either. But I just thought the way in which they handled it was so wrong. Uh, like, they, they literally carried her out of the church, and they mm. tried to pretend like it didn't happen instead of talking about it, you know? Mm. And then I remember there was another instance that was what I was telling Livs earlier, that I went to church, and they were basically talking about homosexuality and they were like we should just all drown them in a barrel oh, but that's so problematic though I thought, do you know what I mean and that's when I started to disconnect from religion and I feel I like, like that's such a reasonable way to react to it yeah and I feel like a lot of people they're gonna have they're gonna have situations that seem like 
how can this thing that's meant to be good and positive be so anti all of these other things? Yeah, and it's not, and it's not actually that? the anti all the other things. The person who gave that message is anti that mm, thing because mm. I don't have those experiences in my churches or the people that like, so like my, I've got a gra- my great grand, so the nan that I always talk about, well, not beefing anymore, by the way. <laughs> oh, good. They're pretty much friends again. But like her mom, she's what I would call is a Christian. So if I've got questions that I want to ask, sometimes I go to her or sometimes I go to certain friends that I feel like, to me, act in the way that I would want to act of what a Christian is. Mm. And like, I go to her and I, I ask her like, what do you think about people that are gay? Like, yeah. do you think they can be? Do you think you can be gay and Christian? And she was like, "Yeah, of course." And she's she goes, an older person as yeah, well. Yeah, and she's very proper traditional. Like, she mm. obeyed abides the Sabbath, everything. And she was like, "Everyone's born into sin. That's just their sin. Now, whether they choose to to accept it as sin and act in it actively or mm-hmm. not, that's a different question. Do you get right. what I mean? So it's like. I feel like what with the Bible as well, what's hard is that everything's subjective. And it's time-based as well. So like, like, obviously, yeah. Old Testament is... So, like, Jehovah Witnesses knocked on my door at uni, yeah? And I was like, crikey, day, every day they come to my door. <laughs> then one day they came, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to invite this guy in. I had time. So he came in, he sat down, I offered him tea. I didn't drink tea, it was my friend's tea. I offered him tea, and I said, oh, like, do you understand... Because this guy was proper nice, but I, I was, I'm just not into that, so mm-hmm. I didn't ever engage with him. And I was like, do you understand that people find you lot really annoying? Like... <laughs> No, no, this, no, this guy was Yeah, no, it's true like, Let me keep it real. I said, do you understand that, like, how irritating it is you keep knocking on my door every week, like, every weekend? And he was like, yeah, but blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm, I think, at this point, I was way earlier in my, like, journey of faith. And I'm still on it. I wouldn't say, like, I'm a model Christian at all. I'm still on the journey. Mm. And I'm still learning. But I asked him, like, why do you do it? And he was like, I'm going to show you. So he opened his Bible and he was like, oh, in the Bible, it says that you should be, a, um, that you should evangelize and spread the word of God. Yeah. Right. To me, I haven't been on this podcast now spreading the word of God. Right. Cause to him, it's not yeah. going and knocking everyone's doors. Yeah. And it's like that one scripture they've taken and used it in one way, but I can take that scripture and interpret it and use it in another way. Yeah. And I feel mm. like that's the issue with religion. Religion is that we have this one thing, and because it can be interpreted in so many different ways, it seems like we're all contradicting each other, but we're not. It's just mm. life. Everyone's going to have an opinion on something. True. Do you mm. get what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, like, I'm not religious. I didn't grow up in a religious household. My parents aren't religious. So, like, going to church wasn't, like, a part of my childhood. So, I think that already is, like, a different way of growing up mm. than if you grew up in a religious household. And I think um, in my teens, I would say I was a lot more... I guess, ignorant mm. in terms of like, I saw things as very black and white. I used oh, to right, think right. like religion was really oppressive and mm. it was really backwards and it was like causing all these problems around the world. And I didn't really see the point of it. But like, as I've got older and I've kind of opened my mind more, I kind of have seen, like you said, that it's very subjective. And mm. usually it's not religion that's the problem, it's people that the problem. Because mm. like around the world, people use religion, faith, God, as an excuse for genocide, an excuse for war. Mm. And like, it's so the opposite of what the Bible or what the Quran, the Quran is yeah. actually supposed to teach. Yeah. Um, and I think that is, it's really, it's really upsetting, I guess, that people, people have their own agendas, but they want to attach it to faith almost as an excuse. Yeah. Mm. Like, oh, I'm doing this because of God's. And it's like, no, you're doing it because you want land you're an idiot. and <laughs> money and other things. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Or you want to be in power. 
And being in a relationship has also challenged those views as well. Is Josh religious? Yeah, so Josh is religious and he's also grown up in a traditional like Nigerian Christian household mm. where like there are like scriptures on his wall, oh, like wow. in one. his um like in his living room mm. and like his parents will pray before a meal. Mm. So like religion has always been a part of his household. Mm. And like when you're in a partnership with someone, you can't avoid it. Yeah, you can't avoid yeah. it. And like when we both got together, at first, I was like, I don't want to talk about religion because you have your views, I have mine. Like, we're never going to meet eye to eye. Yeah. And he was like, that's not very progressive. Like, mm. we're never going to get anywhere. And, like, over time, I definitely became more open. So, like, even though I'm not religious, sometimes I go to church now mm. with him and his family. And before, I thought that was really offensive mm. because, to me... It was like someone who's not religious stepping get, into a mean. safe space. But you see, for me looking in, mm. I would say that's God using Josh to guide you to him. Mm. So like, we can't predict the future, but if mm. 10 years time you was like, oh, I go to church now regularly or I'm actually a Christian now, I wouldn't be surprised because I can say that from my own journey, throughout every single primary school, secondary school, college, uni, I always had that one person that was really close to me that had a really strong faith. Mm. So even when I was mm. at college, it wasn't when I was in college, but I used to work like crazy hours. And the girl that I always had shifts with, she was a proper, like devoted Christian. So I've always had that person that well, I, I could just pick their brains and ask them questions. And then the things that I maybe wanted to challenge in the Bible, I could I challenged to them rather than feeling yeah, like I, could, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't feel confident to go to a pastor. Yeah, and I also yeah, feel yeah. like it's problematic because they've got their own agendas depending on what denomination they're in and all of these factors. Yeah, <laughs> mm. do you know what I mean? But like going to them allowed me to be, like create my own understanding, simplified, safe space as a friend. And I feel like to me, I'm I'm not pushing it on you. I'm just saying <laughs> that's what it seems like because it is all baby steps. Like mm. as, as much as I bang, I can watch sermons all day long. I can listen to gospel. I listen to gospel when I'm going out like for pre-drinks. I listen to gospel. My friends like, the shiny <laughs> can't on. do it. And I'm like, but I can because I love God. Do you love God? <laughs> I but, love vodka. Do you love vodka? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, I, I wasn't like that before. Mm. And the only reason why I started... You being found a, to, a way to make it work for you. Yeah, but but there's there's things that will come along your journey that will, that will, if it's meant to be that, I'm not saying it is that, that will steer you into that. So like my cousin, I was on the bus with her and she was playing some song and I was like, Ra, what song is this? It sounded like an R&B track. Mm -hmm. She was like, oh, it's this... Mary Mary or whatever it was it's like it's this gospel track I said yeah. oh this it's is gospel oh, yeah. I said pull, pull it up <laughs> and I was I was proper young then and then from that day I started exploring that artist then this artist and that artist and now I might as well be a gospel DJ my brother like, <laughs> do you get what I mean but yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. anyway not sorry to interrupt but I just felt like God yeah. didn't to tell you that <laughs> But I suppose the other important thing that and I suppose our generation is better at this mm. but like and you mentioned this in the beginning that like Christian equals automatically good person. Right. Atheist equals automatically a bad person. And I think like our generation is getting better at understanding not, that like that. those lines are very blurred. Yeah. And like it's more about who are you as a person? Yeah. What is your own moral compass? Mm. And then what are your beliefs on top of that? Rather than I don't go, I go to church, therefore. I'm holier than now. And yeah. I really hate people like that. Like, can I just make an announcement? You man. <laughs> Dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> but how how far do you go in terms of how much you navigate m kind of shifting the content of what religion is supposed to be? Because there's a distinction to be made between spirituality and religion, right? Mm. And I think as, um, you know, younger generations begin to take up religion, you see certain changes which are doing away. And religion should evolve like everything else. Mm. But then there's this whole thing about 
you know, um, if you're a Christian, can you fornicate and still be a Christian? And I know everybody's on their certain path, or even when it comes to music, because you were talking about being a Christian mm. DJ and, and this, whatever, whatever. And, to, and <laughs> music is a big thing. Yes. Yeah, the so, only reason I'm not baptized is actually because of my love for music. And I haven't, on my journey, gotten to that had place. my own decision of what, what, how I view a Christian and secular music. Do you understand what I mean? So I, I haven't got my own understanding yeah. of the relationship between Christian and secular music, because I see people who I think are Christians still listen to it, but then I also see other people who, are, who don't. So like that, that's why I'm saying it's all about your journey, because... I've got to make my decision for myself. I can't now be like, I'm not going to listen to secular music because pastor XYZ does it. I've got to be like, I'm not going to listen to it because in the Bible I've seen this or I believe God's told me XYZ. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I I just, I'm wondering, we had a discussion a few weeks ago. I think I was having a discussion with one of the dope black dads a few weeks ago about uh, Kanye West. Mm. And obviously he's put out a a gospel album Mm. in quotations. And then now he has Sunday Service, uh, which has a whole album. So the, Kanye's album, which is called Jesus is King, is it called? I think it is that. Is that what's called? Jesus is King? Um, Is him, and then the Sunday Service Choir has their own album, which sings traditional hymns, Hymns. whereas his stuff is like his music that he's made talking about his personal relationship with God. Mm. And I wonder how like fundamental Christians feel about that, because I think it's a great album. I don't know if I would call it a gospel album, but he's certainly talking about his journey. Mm. But some people are like, a lot of Christians more specifically, sorry, Mm. a lot of Christians more specifically are giving him a lot of flack for it because they're like, you're actually ruining Yeah, But I think that's because Kanye West is such a divisive character. Is he not able to reform and to to find God like everybody else is you know what I mean yeah but I think like it's literally because it's Kanye West yeah because like him like, because it's because it's because of who he is before that it's cloud on what he's actually yeah, doing yeah, yeah yeah because like Kanye West as an artist has like always been a Christian like Jesus Walks was like one mm, of his first mm, singles mm. but like then he went all kind of left and yeah. like supported Trump and stuff and like <laughs> you can't I feel like a lot of people felt like he couldn't come back from that and so and people saw the way he was supporting Trump and saying things that were like really what? problematic and then you release a a gospel or a Christian album I think like a lot of people just weren't buying it yeah. I feel like if it was someone else we wouldn't really be having this I conversation mean, just as a means of comparison because I feel like Trump uh, a lot of Trump supporters are Christians <laughs> maybe not black Trump supporters yeah, but the a white lot of white bear, Trump supporters bear. are yeah, even black ones Christians. like you see those black conservatives yeah, that's very true. that are Christians and Follow the same narratives as the white ones. But then we have somebody just like in Dancehall who is Lady Saw, who's like the most raunchiest mm. dancehall artist alive, who's now a practicing Christian. She's a deacon, mm. I'm pretty sure. Like they've ordained her as... Uh, so Get you a girl that can do both. <laughs> <laughs> so is it something that you think... I'm, I'm just wondering, is some is religion something that should evolve or is it something that we should be maintaining the the basic tenets so like for instance you were saying that you don't go to church you only listen to sermons online but one of the basic tenets of religion is fellowship right 100% and, and then how do you navigate all of those things but uh, like going back to what I said before about like being on my I'm on a journey mm. so like for me and also what I said earlier when I went to church I didn't really feel like that was somewhere that I fit in Mm. And I think a lot of the way I view church is to do with like society and stigma. So for me, I kind of felt like, oh, I, if I don't have my Bible and I can't just flip to James or Matthew, yeah. I'll be there like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> they finished the verse, you know, and I'm still, <laughs> trying, me I'm still trying to find it. So like, like those sort of environments or situations that I was in, whilst to some, some people are really sworn, they're like, who would even 
let that bother them. To me, they really did. So I just stopped, avo like, avoided going to church. And then for me as well, I feel like sometimes, this is a problem, I think, with churches and why a lot of people leave it. Pastors preach as if the people that are listening are all on the same level of their walk and relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So if you're preaching at a level of someone who, like, is up here and I'm down here, how on earth am I going to understand the message? Yeah. So for me, I found a pastor online who preaches the message that's really digestible and it's, like, also quite humorous as well. But he, the way he tells his message is that, like, whether you're following... So, like, for example, Liv's, yeah, on the spectrum, mm -hmm. where she doesn't, doesn't have a faith necessarily, but she attends church occasionally, yeah? Yeah, I would say that's fair. So let's say with Liv's, if she was to listen, watch the sermon with me, I don't, I don't doubt for a second she wouldn't be engaged because it's not a, you don't have to listen to it because you're a Christian. Mm. He's telling you it's a, a message. It's a life message. You get what I mean? Yeah. But he, throughout it, he does so many different verses and scriptures, but because he's so good at storytelling, mm. you completely bypass that. So I've got like so like in, engrossed in like this guy's um, preaching. And then there was a uh, there was a, a sermon he did. And at the end of it, I felt mad triggered because they were like, "It's really good if you watch this online all the time." But have you got your B group? Have you got mm. a, a group of people that you attend that you fellowship with? I don't necessarily have that, so that's something that I know for this year that I need to work on. Because okay. if I'm trying to build a relationship with God and become stronger in my faith, then that's something that I need to do. Yeah. But but I'm doing it because I want to do it, not because I feel like I have to go to church. Because actually, when I've listened to that sermon, I understand the importance it's of it. Compelled you to. But in yeah. the same way, I feel like I've got other ways of doing it. Like I've got friends who are Christian. Mm. Like I've got a friend called Angel, who I always refer to as my um, sister through Christ. Mm. And whenever I've got issues, I go to her. But if I, if I feel like I need to pray about something, I'll go to her. Mm. Like she'll be like, Shan, pray for me about this, and I'll do that to her. I I'm not even spoken to her in a month. I'll be like, I beg you, pray for this, this, this and that and should be like, cool. Like, so to me, that is like a B group, just one person. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I definitely have a few prayer warriors that I call upon whenever I need, I feel like I need some, some guidance, but I definitely don't think that I will be interested in returning to church anytime soon. It's, mm. it's so funny because I feel like Liz probably goes to church more than all of us combined. <laughs> no, do you know what? Like, okay, I haven't been church that, mm. well, I guess if you two are saying it's not really something you do, then yeah, probably. Mm. <laughs> This is the Dope Black Women podcast. Do you have any, like, do you have, have you ever had any bad experiences going to church with Josh? Or uh, felt uncomfortable because of the first, message or anything like that? At first, I felt really, really uncomfortable at first. Like, so the first time he invited me, I was like, mm mm. Not today, no ma'am, no ma'am. Because I just thought like I was gonna step in and be instantly attacked, yeah. <laughs> and just be like, you know, oh, you don't believe in God? Why are you here? Like, mm. or like, you know, what are you doing wrong in your life? And it wasn't like that at all. To me, I got the sense it was more about community. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And like as Rashan said, it was more about those overriding messages that got through to me about, um, like, the pastor that um, was at Joss's church, a lot of what he talks about is about just being your best self mm. and about self-growth and about um, being kind to one another and about finding your potential. And all of those things I can apply to my life outside of religion. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was saying a minute ago about yeah. when you have really good pastors. So you can go there and, take, and understand the message and take something from it without having to be like, I'm going to now write down all these Bible verses. Yeah, and I've never felt like attacked. I've never felt like it was a thing where um, I was being like brainwashed yeah. or I was being like put into this cult. Like, And I always felt like I could leave at any point if I wanted to. I mean, there's been a couple things that rubbed me the wrong way. Like you said, the thing about homosexuality is definitely something, particularly within black churches, mm. that can just be this like thin 
line. The tightrope. You have line. to walk the tightrope yeah. on, um, in especially in but black churches. Like, but I feel like that is again a lot to do about the person who's delivering the message. Mm-hmm. Because if you take church out of it and just focus on black the black community, that's a problem. That's already not going to be there. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. It's not worse. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you haven't got God in your life. Do you know what I mean? Like, so like, you're not even trying to be humble and Christian. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah. what I mean? Like, it's Stay so, with your chest. Do you know like, what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just a bit mad. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you feel like you... Because Josh and Liv's... I feel like we talk about Josh all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> he should come on the podcast. I know, it's so true. Do you know he's in Dope Black Men? Oh, is he? he That's amazing. He went to the meeting. Oh, Bless great. Him, Josh. Big up Dope Black Men. They just started this month. Um, if there is, if there are any men who are interested in becoming part of the movement, just hit up dope black men on social media. But that's beyond the point. Because um, <laughs> you guys have kind of found a middle ground between mm-hmm. you not being religious and uh, him being more religious. I think that's really mm-hmm. important. Yeah. What about? Yeah, me. I was gonna say if you met Josh and he was a Muslim, or if you met Shan and you met somebody who was met Shan. Hindu. <laughs> you had somebody who was like who was a Hindu how would that would that matter like would it be a conversation about, or is it a conversation for you guys about how you're going to raise your kids that kind of we thing we talked about that part in terms of just dating and being in a relationship yeah. because I'm the one that's not religious mm-hmm. what religion you are doesn't matter to me because yeah. it's not like I have gonna, stu- yeah. I don't have stuff to compromise here but you he do. might be asking you, you to know, compromise stuff because he is religious. Because so he's like, Muslim, he might tell you to wear hijab. Yeah. Or tell well, you that you need to pray five times a day. Or, well, that's a bit mad. It just doesn't fit my lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, he's never put pressure on me to act a certain way or be a certain way because I feel like we're not that different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the way he acts, the way his morals are, are not that different from mine. Mm. The thing about raising children is obviously a bit more complicated. Um, and where it stands at the moment, is that when we have children, he wants them to be open to the idea of going to church and open to the idea of Christianity, but also it won't be something that we like force down their throats. Mm, It'll yeah. be something that they will be allowed to keep an open mind about. It's not something we'll force them to do. It's something that if they have shown a genuine interest, then we will appreciate that interest and support that interest so it won't be like a push and pull it'll just be like a we'll see how it goes when we get there kind of thing but we're both approaching it with open minds and I think that's the best possible solution yeah it's Mm. a good middle ground yeah because you know if it really was a thing for him then we wouldn't be together Mm. do you know what I mean I can't speak for other couples I can only speak for my relationship Mm. you look at me you are yeah no. (laughs) so like for you if you were to meet a guy that wasn't Christian um, but everything about else about him was like tick, 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 tick. Yeah, and not just a different de- denomination, like an, a religion that has or a lot religious. of different tenets yeah. to yours. No, because not so being that, so religious. So not, not Islamic then, because to me, hmm, this is really hard. I think about it a lot. I always yeah, battle but, between, would I rather be with someone? Because to me... That, but bear in mind, they're a fundamental Christian, so they follow it to the T. I, like, I feel like there's so many Muslim, layers. Sorry. There's so many layers to this, yeah? So part of it is that like I feel like a man... Who, do, who thinks he's the head of the house and doesn't understand that God's above him mm. in relationship with me is not going to work. And also, I think that the way I deal with a lot of things is through prayer. So, like, if I'm going through... If we're going through, like, a really rocky situation or problem and I can't be like, let's pray together, it's just long, isn't it? Because mm. when you're turning to alcohol and weed and I'm turning to God and sermons, like, there's going to be a divide and there's going to be a lack of understanding there's going to be a lot of problems that arise. And I've seen it several times in real life situations relationships that that I've 
seen growing up or whatever and I feel like there's a lot of problems that could have been avoided had you just been with someone that had that same yeah. mindset 100%. it's the same with being with someone with the same mindset as you like if I'm ambitious and you're not there's going to be a problem True. so if I if, if the way I deal with trauma is by finding comfort and power in prayer and you don't there's going to be a problem but then I also think that's like one layer but then I also think at the same time that you can be with someone who's a Christian or just like me, who's an absolute moron, like who's not a nice person, True. who actually beats you up, who actually For a second you. I thought you said, like me, a moron. And I was thinking, <laughs> oh, why no, no, no. Like, like who's not a nice person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel, like this, I feel like with the situation, this isn't something that I can look at in a black and white thing. It will depend very much on the person. Yeah. Um, and how they carry themselves. And how they are. So, like, but I do think in most cases, it would have to be probably someone who's Christian or... Um, Muslim, right? Mm. Because I feel like the, for, for, because of all that, like, on the knowledge that I know of those two religions, there's a really easy crossover. Yeah. Whereas I feel like all the other ones, I don't have enough knowledge about them to make comment about how easy or not easy it, it would be. be. But I would assume from what I do know, they would be a lot more harder for me to navigate. It's, and also, I think the important sorry of when mm-hmm. you talk about raising children. Mm. Well, what happens then? Funny that you said that because when it comes to religion with my parents, obviously they came from two the exact same different backgrounds that we just spoke of. So my dad was a Christian and my mom was a Hindu. And I would say that my mom definitely, even though she was less religious, she definitely um, held on to her Hinduism as a means of holding on to our culture mm. in, a, in a space where, you know, it wasn't, her culture wasn't necessarily the pre- predominant one. Is this in Jamaica? Yeah, so this is yeah. Jamaica. Um, and mom's s- Indian. Yeah, she's Sri Lankan. That's already sorry a culture clash. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so so not only was she adopting a different culture, but she was also or trying to fit into a new culture. But she was also using Hinduism as a way of kind of holding on to our culture. And so even when we were growing up, my dad was adamant that we became Christians, and he didn't want us to speak Tamil in the house. Um, even though he, as Shan pointed out, you can marry somebody who's a Christian and they still display very problematic behaviours, which my dad did. Um, Like cheating, for instance. (laughs) Infidelity was a huge problem in a relationship. And I think that, you know, so as I said, my dad didn't want us to speak Tamil. He was very opposed to my mom carrying out any like Hindu rituals or having any kind of false idols in the house, that kind of thing. Mm. My mom found her own way to to maintain that so she definitely carried out uh, like blessings and when we went to Sri Lanka she took us to temples and stuff like that and anytime there was an opportunity to take us to temples she did but in terms of and is that something your dad would then get angry about yeah yeah or or mock her about mm-hmm. uh and it and it became and it was a problem and I think it is something that you really have to consider so no mm-hmm. when I think about even though I'm not particularly religious when I think about how I want to raise my kids it's kind of similar to how to you and Josh like I just want to expose them to everything Mm. and then when they're at an age where they can figure it out for themselves they'll say actually I'm not religious or this is the religion that I want to become or I want to follow I I just feel like there's a lot of people um, you see a lot I remember when I used to go to church and they'll be like oh look like they'll make comments like where's the young people today or I'd go to like other churches they had like loads and loads of young people and then they would leave and then they'd come back and I feel like a lot of that is to do with the pressures of being forced to have to go to church and be in these mm. environments. Whereas if you just grow your child up to, to be have a good, good values, yeah. and those good values might come from the faith you have rather than it shoving it in their necks, then it will just be a like, it will just be fine. So for example, in a lot of Christian households, you will, as you said, pray before mm-hmm. they eat or bless the food is what I would call it, but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or do grace. 
that's the same as showing gratitude. So for mm. someone who's spiritual and they believe in law of attraction and all these cheers, sorts of things. Maybe. Yeah, or you just you say thanks to everybody for fucking toast. Yeah, exactly. It's the exact same thing. And, mm. that, and that's why I think it's interesting because I've got a friend who um, would say that she's a sp- spiritualist. And I know that the reason why she would never consider religion is because the people... So she's got a few, quite a few aunties that are like meant to be devout Christians. Mm. And the way they act is like shambolic let's say in her just for words. reference um Rashan was doing quotation air marks yeah <laughs> just i'm not for... saying that they are i'm just saying like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah the way they are someone was saying it's shambolic and because she grew up with that that's changed like has created a perception of what christianity is to her and she she kind of has kind of grown up with like you're christian but you do that sort of madness or you're christian but you treat people in that way so she she would say she identifies as like a spiritualist yeah when i talked to her and she, I, I can go to her for advice and the same way I can go to my friend Angel for advice because the advice is going to be the same. Yeah. She, replace the universe of God. It's the exact same advice. Yeah. The only thing is that Angel, which she does more recently, she might just send me a Bible verse. So rather right. than actually writing a paragraph, she'll be like, Shan, Mark 11, 11. And I'll be like, cool. Or she'll send me like an actual paragraph mm. with like conversation in it. But with those two examples, those two different people, the advice would be the same. It's just like one's using, choosing to accept whatever it is they're feeling inside as the universe and one choosing to accept it as God. So when, when someone's saying to the universe, I really want this and it's happening, that's the same way that you're meant to talk to God and, and, and trust in him that things that he's going to deliver. Random story. Uh, I once was, uh, I remember right after my dad's funeral, uh, there was a pastor that I became very close to because he was friends with my dad's friends and he kind of took a liking to me and we ended up talking. And so we went to, I remember my girlfriend from London came or from Birmingham came down and we we're all at brunch together. And I said to him, just kind of out of the blue, I was like, how do you justify being a pastor when Christianity was used for slavery? And he... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Because it's funny, you were saying you would never ask mm. a pastor that kind, those kinds of questions. And he was, his mouth dropped. And he was like, it took him a while to like Process regain it. his composure. Mm. But he was like, well, it's, he said the exact same thing you said, which is that it's a tool and people will use it for different reasons. But that doesn't mean that the actual thing itself is flawed. Mm. And I take that on board and I think that's how people reconcile the distinction between religion and spirit becoming a spiritualist. Because mm. I guess that's kind of how I would define myself is more of a spiritualist than a practicing religious person. Because mm. I think religious refer- refers to the institution, which is riddled with problems, like any institution mm. is. And then spirituality is believing in the message. Reg- and, that, and that's and, why... I but went, they are the same yeah, thing. And that's right. why, for ages, I said, I'm a follower of Christ. And rather yeah. than saying Christian, because I feel like... Christ- I don't think it's... I think it's probably the first time I've said it out loud that I'm a Christian. Like, because, oh, wow. Because I just, I just feel like it comes with so many other connotations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I feel like the more you become self-assured in who you are, and the more you know, like, why you're on this earth and your own motives, the less that stuff matters. So, like... It matters for me to call myself a Christian and, and all the stigmas around it if I care what people think and I'm, I'm yeah. concerned about how they're going to respond. If I don't give a about Ooh. them, then it doesn't matter because I am on my journey. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. But I remember, yeah, I had a friend in school. Remember I told her I had one person in each part of my life who yeah. like, was a Christian. And I, she said something like to me, like, um, she said, if you follow the faith of a Christian and God is real, you'll go to heaven. And if you follow the faith of a Christian and God isn't real, you'll just die a great person. Yeah. And like when you look at it like that, right. what's the problem? Like, like what? Like actually, what? What is the problem? Well, some people would say that if you're 
if you are a good person but you don't believe in God, you still go to hell. I mean, in terms of like heaven and hell, like, and this is easy for me to say looking as an outside perspective, but I just think that like it's it's beyond like human understanding. Standing. Do you know what I mean? I feel mm-hmm. like because we will never know what happens after you die, there will never be any evidence. It's like why? But here's the thing: Christianity do does life, tell you what what no no the but Bible I mean, like, will tell you what will happen, and it's upon that base. That, and I I think that again that just goes back to the whole thing of religion versus spirituality. I think a spiritualist would acknowledge that. We don't know actually what happens after life. So you just try and live the best life that you can and acknowledge that there is this greater you, uh, you know, being and this greater world outside of humanity that we just don't know about. But the Bible does specifically say there is purgatory, there's heaven, there's hell, and there are certain means and ways by which you are able to enter heaven. And that is through Christ and Christ alone. Mm. I mean, that's what the Bible will tell you. And I think that's something that is across any Faith. denomination. It's mm. not just the person you know what I mean there are certain yeah. tenets that you have to abide by as a as a religious person and I don't know how to reconcile people who are like new age Christians who say you don't have to do that and more traditionalists who are like reading the bible by the letter this, yeah. that's, this is what the problem is even like it's STA I've got my ears pierced you can't have piercings mm, exactly but I, go, I go and have all my eight pierces <laughs> <laughs> no I do but my but, so my, my church is like Josh's church as you described mm-hmm. it's a community church like, it's actually called Hope Community Church mm. and like everyone there is so lovely most of us are related like I met one of my cousins through going so to this funny. church Aww. no literally like I was at her house looking through the wedding book and I was like, like wait that's, that's my me. cousin and she's like that's my auntie and I'm like my cousin <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the other thing I was going to say in terms of just full circling back to what you were saying about, about at the beginning about um, you know should religion be constantly kind of Evolving. Evolving. Um, I kind of look at it in the same way I look at feminism. Mm. So when you look at feminism in the 80s, it was man-hating, it was bra-burning, and it was like, well, you know, women are better than men. And now, someone like Cardi B is a feminist. Yeah. Mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's evolved so much, and it's and changed there is so a much space. with the times. There is a space for men to become feminists as well. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I feel like religion has the capacity to do that as well. That's a good point. Thank you. We'll see how it goes. So thanks so much for listening to the podcast, guys. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get them from. On Twitter and Instagram, we're Dope Black Woman 1. And on Facebook, we are Dope Black Woman. So we'll be back with you next week. Until then, stay blessed and unapologetically black. All the way black. Blackly black. Blacktastic. Hey. <laughs>
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.